Hello and welcome to the 122nd Loud and Proud Sunday Night Podcast. There's been more, of course, there's been more on Patreon, there's been Glory Days Podcast, but started this podcast three years ago and this is possibly one of the most significant. Got a proper um, sound system on and play. Hopefully I sound a little bit better than I normally do. Um, soundproof all the things that you would normally expect has finally come to fruition and i just want to state on this podcast thanks to all the loud people out there all the people who've supported me all the people that that have helped this podcast build and grow and what we have now is is a podcast that we can kind of get get kind of um Get, get get behind and listen and find out about loud football, hurling, ladies football, underage, um, club level, and uh, I'm 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 I put a review in. I I asked for a request during lockdown about uh, how we can improve the 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 podcast on a whole. And you've came back. You've come up with trumps. You've you've come up trumps with ideas for me. To, um, how to get the thing going, how to do it right. And I suppose with, with, with probably the first Sunday in a long time without loud playing uh, football or hurling. I know the ladies were playing today. I'll get to that in a minute. But it was a, it was a day to just reflect and look back and see how far you've come. Three years ago, I started this podcast with my good friend Adrian Reid. And that's the episode one. If you want to go all the way back, it's it's still up there, still available and uh, it's just grown from there the the podcast interest is, is massive at the moment in general and worldwide and just to provide that niche podcast i'm very delighted to do so and hopefully it will carry on for a good few more years so thanks for that <coughs> that's out of the way and actually my, the second podcast i've done was the managerial merry-go-round and i still remember it it got a massive traction massive reaction and coming this tuesday is this year's edition of the managerial merry-go-round and it has been fairly well hopping at the moment despite the uncertainty of next year's championship and next year's football the next year's league the next year's what's happening and uh, there's teams moving getting rid of managers getting managers in getting management teams in place and there's other teams still out there looking for managers and com- committees and meeting and doing all that kind of work off the ball so that's coming on Tuesday, so it's, it's normally a good podcast to get up. So sign up on Patreon, on the Loud and Proud Patreon page. It's only, it's only about €4, Euros, so like I said, less than a cup of tea and a, and a bun in, in the morning cafe or somewhere. Um, maybe, I don't know, where else you get to, where would you get your, where would you get your bakery or your food in uh, Dundalk? Let me know. That, that bit of correspondence for Taurus's podcast as usual but yeah um just wanted to say that yeah as usual you sign up and you get your two pre-podcasts during the week and then usually now every friday i usually send out an email say kind of a friday fact or just something interesting or something that's happening um so there's plenty happening on it be delighted to have you on board with the with the rest of the gang there a couple of over 100 or so people in it Um so do sign up and if you're passionate about loud football and hurling and football and just loud GA in general sign up and uh, you won't be disappointed and you can also get have a chance to state your your claim as well last week i went through uh 32 33 odd names for the loud for the vacant loud managers job 
Uh, I have it all up there. I'm going to give you a quick preview now of what you missed last Tuesday. And then we get into what Loud can do looking at today's football on the television, on the screen and listening on the radio. So here you are. Here's, here's what, here's what I, I was, the list of names I went through during the week and why and what we're looking for in a manager um, over, the, over the county over the next coming, coming months. This is names I've heard. This is names I even went searching myself, even as recently as Calvin. Um, and then there's other names there that everyone is talking about. Um, but I suppose one thing with that job description, Fitzer did say to me on Sunday that it's in a, we want we wanted the, we're an ambitious county. We have a, we wanted an ambitious manager. So um, what's our candidates are we looking for? You're looking for someone who has experience in a managerial role, someone who has all the qualifications, all the badges, and not necessarily, doesn't have to be an ex-player, or but someone with a good standing in the game, and uh, maybe a history of winning things as well. That would definitely help, definitely add to, to, to um, any candidate who comes along and gets the loud job. But um, I suppose then the job description, what, what are we looking for? What I, what, well, I suppose what Loud and Proud of myself is looking for in a new manager is is uh, someone who's going to build a, a proper culture, high-performance high performance unit culture. It's going to come in there and just bring and just have the best for the lads, the best stuff available, pushing the envelope all the time, constantly. And then uh, I suppose an extension of that would be developing our young players and making them top, top inter-county players. Um, I suppose they want them there for the long term. This new, the new, new manager. I suppose that comes into the job description that it's going to be a long term viewing plan. And then in the short term, it's attracting players, getting players back. Not necessarily a buzz name that's going to attract players, but something that's going to it's going to get the players back, get them back on side that that, are, that aren't there at the moment. Get the best players for the county, playing for the county. And then short or short term again is get laid out of division four. So that's the prerogative. Um, and then I suppose the very long term, the end of the five years we want loud competing for a Leinster championship and going to the top twelve in Ireland. That's not that, that that's not unrealistic with that time scale. Um, a good manager in there, worth of salt would, would do it. That that's where we're at. Salary, um, debatable. Um <laughs> it won't be uh, it won't be it won't be massive, I suppose, but I, I, I don't think, like, I don't know, you never know. If, you, if, the, if the right man comes along, you could push the boat out and love the money, but the, with, the, with the, all the money possibly going to a new stadium, that's what I'd worry. Or maybe the GEA see someone going, see someone big going to loud and they're like, hang on, we have to, you have to give them money for a stadium. But it is the it is the shop window for the county, the, the senior team, and you want, you want the top players doing the business and attracting everything from there down. So, let's see. Now, let's get into the candidates. Um, first of all, straight out of the bat, won't be Eddie Brennan. I suppose right beside Armagh, you're looking at Down, and you're looking at Paddy O'Rourke would have managed Down and Armagh, managed Burren, old school kind of approach, but could come in and just kind of inf inflict discipline on us and, and whip us up into shape in that sort of sense. Um, a massive leader. All Ireland winning captain with no kind of loud football through DJ Kane and a lot of down people that worked in the county. You have Wee James McCartan as well. Um, 
kind of a career manager, managed Queens, managed his his home county to an All Ireland final in twenty ten. He's ruined with the job before. He's working with the down miners. He would bring a good backroom team. He'd bring a set of professionalism with him. He wouldn't be a bad man. He he um, he's done it before in the past. He can he can build cultures. He can play a nice, attractive style of football. He can uh, he's charismatic. He can attract players. He'd be a well-known name. And then another one that's very kind of I w- I would love him. I would think he'd be a brilliant manager, but he he would very he'd be very polarizing. That'd be Stephen Poacher, with what he brought to Carlo. We'd know Loud very well too from that experience as well. Um, any players that have worked with him just love him, and um, would just uh, do go to go to pure war for him. Um, so I don't know. I I wouldn't be against having Stephen Poacher manager of Loud. Um, he might he might have that kind of tarnished kind of. The tarnished kind of, uh, uh, I probably wouldn't be overly fair to say that he's a pure defensive manager and just kind of a dog and uh, just not playing the game the right way. I don't know, I think he'd be good for Loud, I think he'd be good, he'd get a whole siege mentality in there, he'd, he'd make us all kind of care and take up notice and know about Loud and get us all involved. He'd, he'd definitely attract players as well and he'd keep them on um, through his infectiousness. I don't know, I'd be a big fan of Stephen Poacher. Um, I think he, his game has evolved as well. He wouldn't be just purely defensive. He's working with Marty Clark recently in a club up in, in Down, St John's, is it? Yeah, so I don't know. I'm in the Poacher camp. Maybe you might not be. So yeah, there you have it. There is the candidacy. I, I laid it out. I laid it. I laid out. I suppose what 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 the actual brief is, or what you're looking for. Like maybe, maybe just like a job interview. If you're looking for a manager, what are you looking for? If you're looking for a loud manager, what does the county need? What is it crying out for at the moment? And I suppose going through all those characteristics, like I did, and then you throw out names. Hopefully something sticks, and hopefully something sticks, but uh, uh, sticks to the brief. And what we're looking for as a county fitter, like I said, I was an ambitious manager for an ambitious county, and that's the right way to sell it. That's the buzzword we need because we have great potential there if we just get our um, kind of house in order, I suppose, and get it going. Because uh, we already seen it, we, we produce footballers. Like I know. I'm going to get into it now straight away. We're looking at the teams today. So you're looking at... I looked at six teams today. You're looking at Dublin and Kildare in the late Leinster semi-final. Or Dublin and Leash. And then Kildare made the first Leinster semi-final. And then you're, I looked at on, what was it, on BBC, Cavan and Down. <clears throat> and you're, you're trying to look and you're trying to compare loud. I, well, I'm constantly trying to compare loud across the board. Um, and when any time I see football, I maybe pick pick bits off that Loud could use or could definitely benefit from. And uh, yeah, like you, you look at Carmel Costello coming off the bench for Dublin, and any time I see him, he just makes me shudder. After last year, he just destroyed us single handedly. And you see him today coming off the bench. I think he only came off for twenty minutes and he kicked seven points. 145 into the hill was just stunning. A mark, a couple of points from play, three frees. Like, he's just devastating. Like, and it's hard when you look at Leash because 
Dublin are brilliant at that, just crushing in those garbage kind of last few minutes, garbage time minutes, what they call it in the NBA. When the game has been decided, the game is over, but Dublin just push on and just drill you and just demoralise you come to final couple of final couple of plays. You can see that with, with the leash goalie. He was just coming out with the ball and just taking his time and stalling it and not kind of... Not wanting the game to be over, but just being like, right, damage limitation here. We're out of the championship. There's no way back here. Just want to walk very slowly to take this kick out. And on the other hand, Dublin are just bowling to beat you. They're bowling to get their places. Like I mentioned, Costello coming off the bench. Paul Manning comes off the bench. Howard comes off the bench. Bourne comes off the bench in defence. Philly McMahon and corner back. Like, the competition there. You have Laheith in the middle of the field coming in. And it's just, to have that competition but when I look at it and it's similar to the Limerick Horlers they're just so physical because the way I'm looking at it now and I'm, I'm constantly I'm obsessed of how loud can score more how can we get more scores on the board and it's it's just being overpowering your, your marker and just oh like getting men in behind running through like you see Kieran Kilkenny's goal just a simple little run in behind gets found breaks somebody a lovely finish but they, they have that power to beat the man, cause the overlap, get men in behind, get someone in behind around the back of the defence, of the cornerbacks. And that is simply what Dublin do better than anyone else because they're physically stronger than anyone and they have the skills to match it up. Similar to Limerick in the Horland, just absolute powerhouses. And you just wonder, like in such a small county, could we just get, could we just get 30 lads and just horse them out of it in the gym and just do that kind of like gym work because the reason I'm saying that is because if you look at Mead Mead um, are in my eyes gone massively up in terms of their size and their physicality looking at Brian Menton looking at uh, Kyogen uh, a couple of other chaps someone else has got Ronan Jones in the middle of the field because we played a lot of them in the Auburn Cup they did a lot more in that Auburn in that uh, Auburn Cup game we beat them than us that, that played in the championship I'll probably I'll send that out on Friday um, because since then and I know there's strong rumours going around that Mead never stopped training to try COVID <coughs> but you could look at it and you could see their physicality they just got massive like really hit the weights really hit the, the gym really got powerful got strong must have had four chicken dinners um, it's funny when I remember Sean O'Neill used to have what do you have two cooked chickens for lunch just two cooked chickens and uh, or maybe just one no was it one I don't know something like that one cooked chicken and I remember myself and Rito trying to have a cooked chicken between us uh, to, to see could we do and we just about managed to so just thinking about that, but in terms of that size and physicality, Mead have really up to the level. And Niall Ronan's in there now, the the, the former Munster player, went to school in St Mary's and Drogheda. He's obviously worked on it and he has improved their physicality. They're monsters. They're just grown literally in front of your eyes over the summer. And it's something maybe Larry could do, take a leaf out of, because it's gone that powerful direct sort of play. I'll get to that in a second. But then another thing with that Mead game, you're looking at it and you're kind of taking it, looking at an eye with uh, with Darren and you're listening to Brian Carty on the radio on the Mayo-Galway game. 
and you see Colin Nally at the end of the game and he's fist pumping all the lads he's just like Jesus we're, we're, we're either looking for a manager at the moment and then right in the shop window Colin Nally doing great things with the football side of things so they're, 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 Andy McEntee is merging the two things wonderfully there um, because it looked like they were gone they were six points down and they got five goals and they were able to get goals similar to the Blues they can get goals at, at any time so Colin's just in that sort of in a different way to Dublin they'll, they'll, they'll make they'll create goal chances kind of through pace and turnovers and that direct play I'm, I'm talking about you look at that Calvin, te- Calvin team that came back to beat down big big men uh, Galligan Madden comes off the bench big units probably the only big unit what Loud has at the moment is uh, is Samuel Roy like the other lads are probably and Samuel Roy is is He's putting that work in. You can see that on him in the gym and what have you. Um, other chaps like Bevan and Tommy would be naturally kind of, they'd be tall and broad and what have you. But um, Samuel Wright is definitely, like, he could live with all, he could live with all those players and it shows why he's having a strong season. He's so well conditioned. And basically what I'm saying is get the, get the boys into the gym and just get them pumped up and massive and get any big big player because it looks like the game the game is evolving uh, down couldn't really live with that direct style of football that long ball in the, the penalty was caused out of it it was uh, it was kind of the downfall to them they, they couldn't handle that physicality that the, the ball in those dangerous areas and like I said against Longford in that in that uh Days like that in that November weather, you have to just go and play the percentages. Long kickouts, get it over the game line, kick for territory, and drive it into the mixer where it's going to be most closer to goal. It's going to break the more than likely favour to a forward, and that's what Calvin did the second half. Just pushed right up, forgot about tactics, forgot a bit over complicating it, and just drove it in. And then there's another thing as well with the with the knockout element of the championship. You kind of just go for broke, and you forget about the next day. And you just you kind of have that sense of just going for it. And definitely, Calvin have been just real components of that, like they've shown in the, in the first couple of games. But but just physicality is what I, what I'm what I'm getting at there, and then Mead as well. Pace. If if they're if they're not if they're going, Mead wouldn't be as. Um, wouldn't be as kind of direct in their play with it, but their running style in McMahon and Wallace when he came on, uh, Joey Wallace and uh, O'Sullivan. Kieran O'Sullivan, is it? <clears throat> that direct, pacey style of running is a real creative way of driving at the defence. If we get pace in our wings and just run with the direct run and beat the man, cause the overlap, cause havoc, cause two or ones, get men in behind, that's another way of creating chances. Um, and the other thing as well is you look at where teams are shooting from. Now I know I, I did I did allude to this in the in the for, in the shooting podcast. Shooting from distance is a trend that's coming as well in that involvement of Gaelic games in, in football. Anyway, shooting from distance, but there's also pockets where you're told not to shoot. And if, if you look at if anyone looks at Jerome Johnson today, it's or even Madden's first point, what a wonderful score. And and the dubs are, are really good at it as well. It's it's kind of either side of the D. When everyone's been told to protect the D, get inside the D and take your shot, teams are now finding that you'll get space out there. And if you're accurate enough and you've practiced enough, 
you come in off the loop or you come out and just get the ball stand on that hug that touch line get the ball off the, the inside forward or the half forward coming in and it drives over the bar it's a, it's a, it is a scoreable shot but uh, that's for another day that's kind of just just to kind of compare all the football I've seen today and how they can get there and a couple of ideas just thrown out there but um, like you'd like to think we're not too far away from Leash. we can get there we can get maybe ahead of them Kildare as well and Mead like we did beat Mead already this year you know Mead had a lot more players on their starting team in the championship than we did so it's there if we just need to just kind of tidy a few things up and we might we might just come back maybe stronger in Division 4 next year, which is looking like a split season next year. And it'd be the top the top of the two teams the two the table Division 4 table will be split into two groups. So we're gonna we're gonna be thrown in with Antrim, Sligo and Leitrim. Yeah, it's four teams. So it'd be Carlo, Waterford, Wexford and another team in the, the lower half of the maybe it's, just, it's kind of gone regional Sligo lost the manager during the week Terry Hyden staying on with Leitrim um, so we have a great chance there as well to get up we'll we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll we'll go into that another day but um, I'm going to do a quick break and I will just finish with the ladies so the loud ladies were playing today and they're, they're their third group, their second group match of a of a, of a three team group, um, and did, unfortunately they didn't get through. And it was I mentioned it last week. It was going to be a tough ask, taking on Westmead, who are quite strong. I seen them last year. They were got beaten in the relegation playoff in Dunleer against uh, Cavan, and I actually remember Tommy Carey must have. I think he's one or maybe two daughters playing. I remember he was kind of involved with the with the. With the manager and he got sent off put behind the wall and then Lear. But um they were they're stronger than they were when they played senior. They've got players back and a show today. They won by three eleven, they won five, they won seven, they two up at half time. Lear didn't score from play until late in the second half for, and it was a goal, a kind of fortunate goal. Under Pearson had a great game and goals for Loud. Um and it, it just it was just kinda it's just about consolidating intermediate status for Loud and getting a win at intermediate level is brilliant because we have scores, we have Kay Flood, we have Lauren Boyle, um, Emer Bourne, we we have scores, uh, Neve Rice, so we have scores there, we can consolidate under the new manager in his first season, like real rocky season for Wayne Freeman, the the manager, and to consolidate and put, beat Longford last week and then kind of go down today it just shows where we we have to go, but like we have we have forwards that can score and give us a kind of footing in the game, and the game is getting healthier and healthier. See, other teams are looking to get uh, adult sides around Dundalk and that, the Gales and I think the Islanders as well. So it's just growing. The game is booming, to be honest. Ladies football in the county and in the country. So uh, hard luck to the girls today, and uh, hopefully next year they'll regroup and go for another tilt at it because there's a there's a, there's a possibility there like the West Mead now go on to the Ireland semi-final so there's a ch- intermediate semi-final so there's a chance there with Dublin out of it to be competitive and push on and grow and develop as a team because there's a lot of good forwards like I said but they're young there's a young batch of players there that can really push on for the, for the future for loud um, that's it for today so just a quick reminder 
this Tuesday I'll have the merit managerial merry go round. Uh, it's always a good podcast. Um, you can follow stuff uh, on my social media channels, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, you usually have stuff up there. Um, if you sign up as well for the, on the Patreon site, only a couple of euros, and you get a, a neat couple of emails. And there's loads of stuff. It's not just the podcast. You get extra. You get um, interaction. We ask questions, and we chat to people behind the scenes. And uh, it's just good. It's a good little community to be to be involved with, and you're you're kept well in the know about loud football and and different things going on, not necessarily just the additional podcast. But um, thanks very much for joining me once again on the Loud and Proud podcast. Um, really appreciate your support, especially the Sunday night as well. For people to just keep signing up and keep listening wherever you get your podcast. Um, thanks very much, and that's it. I will chat to you next Sunday night, please God. Or actually. If you don't, if I don't chat to you before then, it'll be Tuesday. So, good luck and thanks. Bye-bye.